Hello, and welcome to the Ash Kicking Smoke Free Podcast with me, Lee Waters. I'm an ordinary man with no affiliation with any company relating to stopping smoking. I've had no media training, and I'm flying by the seat of my pants. The point of this podcast is to talk to you about what I have experienced during my smoke-free journey, with the aim of, hopefully, helping you to achieve a smoke-free life. I do not have a magic formula, and I cannot tell you which method of quitting will suit you, but I believe, by making slight changes to your life and perceptions, you will be able to succeed in being smoke-free. In this first episode, I thought it best to concentrate on uh, a little background on myself. Um, Just for context, I'm currently on day 313 of my smoke-free journey. Um, It's been quite a while, um, but I thought I would speak to you about uh, my history and um, what I did to prepare for my smoke-free journey. I believe that one of the key areas and elements uh, of of achieving a smoke-free journey um, is to prepare. So, a bit about me relative to smoking. I started smoking at the age of 25. It's quite old, I know that, and it's not my best decision. I tried many years to stop smoking and tried many methods. I tried cold turkey only lasted a few days. I tried chewing gum, lozenges, mouth sprays, microtabs, inhalators, vaping, hypnosis, mini lozenges and patches and probably other things I've since forgotten. Historically, I'd not managed more than a few days on just one NRT method, NRT, nicotine replacement therapy. Through the advice offered by the NHS smoke-free programme, I tried patches in conjunction with lozenges and managed a few weeks. All of this was before March 2019. Day minus 10 of my smoke-free journey. In order to get my seven-year-old daughter involved in the scouting movement, I was required to help out with running a beaver scout group. This was the only way that I could get her in. I know this seems self-serving, but I have continued to volunteer with the organisation, even though my daughter has since moved on to other interests. Strangely, the Beaver Group was a massive part of my smoke-free journey, and I'll come back to that in a moment. I want to explain a couple of terms that I'll be using throughout these podcasts. Smoke-free. In my opinion, there is a difference between quitting smoking and being smoke-free. When you quit something, you're depriving yourself of something. Many people speak of losing a friend when they quit smoking, focusing on loss or not being able to do something that they previously enjoyed. Being smoke-free means that you have chosen to do something that you can control, which is going to have a positive effect on your life. I'm aware that this is a case of semantics, but it is all about perception and changing your perception to help achieve your goal. The journey. Your smoke-free journey is just that. It's your journey. Everybody in the world has had a smoke-free journey. You and I have just made it more difficult by actually starting smoking. I can guarantee you one thing. You will reach the end of your smoke-free journey. 
It's just up to you how much life you have at the end of it. Lessons. I'm often confused when someone who is trying to stop smoking refers to their slip-ups as failures. They beat themselves up for falling off the wagon, having just one, or however they want to name the excuses that they make for having a cigarette. I appreciate that this terminology may sound harsh, but if you really think about it, every cigarette that you smoke is the result of you justifying the need to smoke, also known as an excuse. You should learn a lesson whenever you smoke a cigarette, and I'll explain this later on. Anyway, back to the Beaver Scouts. I'm not a religious person, but there is a religious element to the Scouting movement, and there's a faith badge which requires beavers to have an understanding of various faiths and belief systems. On the 5th of March 2019, Shrove Tuesday, uh, we'd arranged for the beavers to attend a church to learn about Easter and Lent. The vicar asked everyone about what they were going to go without during Lent. The children offered sweets, chocolates, football and TV as options. We all chuckled as we knew that they were suggesting things which they could, what they'd find very difficult to keep up. When it came to me, the vicar, vicar asked the question and without thinking, I said, well, I'll give up smoking. Everyone stared at me as if I'd was growing a second head. I, I'd not thought about this. It just—it was just something that I felt was ready to say. It was all very strange. I sort of enjoyed smoking and would easily smoke 15 to 20 cigarettes every day. I had many reasons not to smoke. I had many events to act as catalysts to my stopping smoking. A marriage, the births of my two daughters, moving home, a history of heart disease in my family, new jobs, so many things, but this event was different. I wasn't stopping because of anything or anyone else. There was no reason, health or otherwise, for me to quit. No one was pressurising me to stop. I just actually wanted to do it. To those who don't know, the whole point of Lent is that you sacrifice something for 40 days and 40 nights from Ash Wednesday. This was the next day. The beavers met every Tuesday night. As I said, I was not a particularly religious person. I had a very full pouch of tobacco as I rolled my own. And I knew that it, I would not be able to stop the next day. But I wanted to make sure that I'd stopped by the next beaver meeting. On the next day, Ash Wednesday, the start of Lent, I arranged an appointment with an NHS smoke-free consultant for the coming Friday. Just so you know, in the UK, you can get nicotine replacement therapies for the price of a prescription, and you also get some counselling as well. All you have to do is attend the meetings. It's all very good. Then I grabbed a piece of paper and made three columns to document the cigarettes that I smoked that day. How each cigarette made me feel before and how I felt after having the cigarette as well. I got another piece of paper and I listed the various options available to me. I looked at what had helped me before and what had not. My most successful previous attempt was a combination of patches and mini lozenges. So I thought that was probably going to be the best approach to this attempt. I went to the supermarket and I stocked up. I also downloaded a few apps on my phone 
um, the NHS smoke-free app. If you're in the UK, thoroughly recommend that app. It's fantastic, and it gives you like a daily uh, progress statement. Like you know, after one day, you'll be experiencing this, that, and the other. I also downloaded apps called Easy Quit Stop Smoking, Quit Tracker, and a separate uh, smoke-free app, which wasn't the NHS-affiliated one. For the rest of the week, I maintained that smoking diary, documenting each cigarette and how it made me feel before and after. Now, the reason for this was it helped me to identify the trends and triggers for each cigarette. For example, I knew that on my walk to work, I'd smoke two, even three cigarettes on the way to work, which is quite scary because I only lived uh, not, not far away from work at all. All in all, this was how I was preparing what, for what would be my most successful smoke-free attempt yet. Okay, so in summary, this is how I prepared for my smoke-free journey. Now you could do similar thing, it might work for you, it might not. But this is how I did it, and it's worked for me so far. Firstly, I set a quick date. It wasn't exactly what I said. I said I'd stop the next day on, on Ash Wednesday, but it turned out to be the following Monday. But I knew in my head the date that I'd stop smoking. I'd suggest that you do that too. Just make sure you give yourself enough time to prepare and to carry out the other things that you can do to prepare. The second thing I believe to be the most important thing of my uh, of my journey was to keep a journal of each cigarette that I smoked. This was to help me to identify trends and reasons for my smoking or excuses for for each cigarette and and really made me think about uh, what it was doing to me. Was it making me feel better? Was it making me feel worse? And um, I believe that awareness of an issue is the most important thing if you don't know that there's a problem if you don't know that there's a thing then you're not going to do anything about it anyway after that I looked at everything that I'd done in the past what had worked what hadn't what I preferred and what I didn't now some people this will be their first attempt being smoke free now if it is you've got nothing to review so listen to what other people are saying listen to what other people have tried uh, there's uh, my Star Wars quote for the podcast is um, who's more foolish the fool or the fool who follows listen to what people have done listen to what's worked for them think do I want to have a mint every couple of hours to replace my cigarette if I have a mint is my day going to be all minty is that a problem I don't know just think then I got tooled up. Um, I booked appointments with smoking cessation advisors. I don't know what other countries offer. All I know is what the UK has on offer. And I believe the NHS smoke-free service to be absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I've had nothing but good experiences from it. I got my NRT ready, my nicotine replacement therapy. I made sure that I had 
what I needed, the patches and the lozenges. Now, you know, you might choose to do vaping or uh, you might choose to chew gum or whatever. But I choose I chose to double up and do the uh, patches and uh, the lozenges. And I'll explain the benefits of using those products in the next podcast. Um, I joined support groups to help me on my journey. Um, the Facebook groups. There is my uh, support group, uh, the Ash Kickers um, Smoke Free uh, group, which is on Facebook, and you're more than welcome to join it. Um, I am getting into using things like Instagram and Twitter. They're not things that I'm very comfortable with using at the moment. But the more I do this, the more I get to, you know, learn these things. So <laughs> you can find me on there somehow uh, and I'll be able to provide you with more concise information. But I'll also be posting this stuff in the um, Ash Kicking Smoke Free um, Facebook group. I also have a blog um, through WordPress, which you can access through the Facebook group. Anyway, um, you can also uh, leave me a voice message using the Anchor FM website. If this has helped you or if you have any suggestions for further improvements, then I'd appreciate uh, hearing from you. Um, And also, I am, as I've said a couple of times, new to podcasting so I don't know what we need to do but I do know that some form of rating thumbs up stars or, or recommendations um, on the various platforms uh, are very helpful to increasing the profile of the podcast so if you're finding this to be helpful please give me a rating um, and also share it to people who you feel may benefit the most important thing Uh, with regards to this podcast if you are really going to try and live a smoke free life is three things to stay strong stay positive and stay smoke free thank you very much for listening and I'll speak to you next time